Hello, I'm Mallory Rubin. And I'm Van Lathan. Check out the Ringerverse podcast from The Ringer for all things superhero movies, nerd culture, and fandom entertainment. We have instant reviews and fun takes on all the latest news and more available now on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. They're coming for you, Moose, of the sirens. I can hear them. <laughs> About bloody time. <laughs> oh no. Who called the police? Oh no. Musa did. On himself. Himself. <laughs> Honestly, the day they finally come to get me, I'll be like, what took you so long? I'm just, I'm disappointed. <laughs> Officer burst through the door. Musa's already in cuffs. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to the Stadio Podcast and Ringer FC. I'm Musa Kwonga. I'm Ryan Hun. Ryan, how are you doing? I'm all right, man. The sirens. the sirens are back again. <laughs> Sorry, my apologies. That's the Berlin soundtrack. The sirens in the background, they're going off today. They're really going off. Uh, I think they know what's happening today. <laughs> More hot takes incoming. They, they found out what, what our podcast is going to be about. It's got all minority reports. It's like, we need to arrest him before this crime takes place. <laughs> yeah, before the hot takes drop, exactly. <laughs> uh, how you doing though, man? You all right? Very well, very well, actually. You're off gallivanting again soon, aren't you? I am gallivanting off again soon, fully boosted, fully caffeinated, fully, dare I say, hydrated. And yeah, I'm off again soon. I'm uh, going to be at some point back at my old uni, which is very exciting. Wow. Uh, yeah, yeah, which is great. Um, doing a little address there. Uh, oh, what about? Just, yeah, nah, just a, just a little thing. It's a little thing. Um, oh, this, and it's, this? Oh, it's just a little thing. Oh, this? No. No, it is. Yeah, no, it's good. Because, I, look, I've, I've got a very... Um, my Man, uni what the hell are sirens? <laughs> yeah, yeah, just holds a special place in my affection, uh, my time at uni, just because, you know, I did a law degree there, obviously, but, and I, and I haven't really practiced as a lawyer, but the people I met, the people that taught me, 
uh, shout out to Professor Friedland, who was just an incredible inspiration when I was there. So yeah, it's gonna be, it's, it always feels like a homecoming when I'm there again. So that's going to be nice. Nice, man. And also like, just, I got to be honest as well, Ryan, just like, just dodging COVID, frankly. Like, so very good friend of mine. Um, we're meant to go for like a walk and hang out the other day. And I was like, do you know what? Mm. I might stay in because I'm trying to avoid COVID because I'm traveling soon. I call him out, bless him. And he's, um, he's got COVID. Yeah. Like just, just like, that. yeah. And double, double boosted, vaccinated, but still like knackered, exhausted. So yeah, just mm. stay well out there, everyone. Just uh, take care out there. Anyway, how yeah. are you doing, man? How are you doing? I'm fine, man. Arsenal dropped a new training range today. I'm good. Same <laughs> as it ever was. Another week the in the training range. It's the TFL, the TFL one. Yeah, with some scary, some scary promo. Anyway, um, we hope everyone's staying safe and well. Getting vaccinated yep. if you can, obviously getting boosted if you can. Uh, some no quick doubt. admin. Two Rights House episodes have been up since we last spoke. There was a great one on Wednesday with Flo and Carl talking about AFCON, Flowers for Eduard Wendy, free kicks, the women's Super League transfer business. Uh, it was a really good one. And obviously we had the bonus one where Wright and I chatted to Hector Bellerin, which went up on Tuesday morning. What a lovely, lovely, lovely dude. I love that. It was a great human lovely being. Lovely dude. Obviously a great really human. good dude. Yeah, massive thanks to everyone who's been sharing that. And thanks to Hector for, for, for stopping by because, yeah, he was really open and very warm and just a, a lovely dude. And also thanks to everyone, we mentioned it in the newsletter, but thanks to everyone who, all the Everton fans who have hit us up about Monday's episode. That's very kind. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really nice, yeah. In other news, we... Um, we mentioned in the newsletter, you can still sign up, stadio.football, scroll to the bottom, pop your email address in, but we're going to reduce the frequency of it every week. I think was a, we mentioned it in yesterday's newsletter, but I want to kind of make it a little bit more beefy and a bit more fun to read and more, more stuff in there. And I think finding like books and series and films and music that you've been checking every week, because sometimes that stuff stays on rotation for a couple of weeks. Should we know? call it the hot take? Just call the newsletter the it's hot been take. Like, should we do that? Should we do that? Like, can you imagine reading the newsletter and being like seven in a row and Moose is still re- watching, bang- Moose is still banging on about Mad Men? Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, and also just with everything that we've got going on, because we are, you know, we are a small operation. There is you and there is I yeah. with everything you've got going on, book stuff and podcast stuff and the editing and the producing and blah, 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 blah. I felt like I didn't have enough time to really make it as beefy as we wanted it to be. So we're going to make it every few weeks. And we'll also be including some more stuff and we want to include some stuff that you lot have been checking as well or stuff that you've uh, been writing or have read that is kind of similar to some stuff that you hear on Stadio. So we'll make it a little bit more interactive and include some stuff from listeners in there as well. So you can still sign up, stadio.football, scroll to the bottom, put your email address in. And also we'll use it if there's any like breaking news about anything. So if there were any merch drops, send you an email, stuff like that, but it doesn't go emergency, anywhere Emergency newsletter. There we go. Oh, Musa has been arrested and just a load oh, of paparazzi no. shots of Musa being like <laughs> howling with laughter as he's getting escorted out with a load <laughs> of people watching. Oh no. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, uh, any other admin? Oh, I suppose we haven't said it for a while, but if you do listen to us on a podcast app that allows you to rate and review, please do so. It'd be very kind. And also the Stadio Outros playlist on Spotify. And check theringer.com forward slash soccer. There'll be more stuff going up. So today we're going to whiz through some results speed, this week because yep, we're not going yep. to talk about any games in depth because we literally couldn't decide which games we wanted to talk about. If we were going to talk about all the ones that we wanted to talk about, this episode would be four hours long. Anyone who's thinking of replying saying, give us a four hour episode, 
I will politely say no. Because it'll be Kunlia Joe. You will not get a four-hour episode. It's, it's Kunlia Joe, isn't it? That's the one that's going to ask. <laughs> we need a four-hour episode. No one needs a four-hour episode. No, no one. No does. one needs a four-hour episode or anything. What do you think this is? Uh, Once upon a time in America podcast version. No. <laughs> No one. Apocalypse Apocalypse lol. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love the smell of hot takes in the morning. Mmm. Just Moose is is going around with with his top off and a cowboy hat on talking about the hot takes and I'm crying sat on the floor covered in blood after punching a mirror when he won't stop talking about the takes. Not not everyone is an eight. Not everyone is an eight. Okay, so we're going to go through a load of games quickly, and then we are going to do Stadio January Transfer Window Matchmaking Service, which is <laughs> we're going to pick a few players who maybe aren't getting the game time at the clubs that they're at, and we're going to find them homes. Yes. A forever club. Gonna- a forever club for your favourite player. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so we're getting to it after this. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there, just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier, thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive, or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side-by-side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. All right, man. So this week, there was a bit of a theme of dramatic late stages of games. So obviously, you had... Let's start with Leicester Spurs quickly, because... Yes. This was absolutely wild. So wild. Admittedly, I didn't watch the game live. I watched the highlights and... I didn't check the score before. I, I stayed off social media and went on Wednesday night and I was just watching it without any knowledge of what had happened. And I thought, oh, nice. Spurs, Spurs have equalised right at the end. Two all. It's not, a, you know, it's not a bad result for Spurs considering, you know, coming from yeah, behind yeah. twice. And then I was like, oh no, hang on a minute. What the hell? Stephen Bergwijn's through again. The Bergwijn goal, the genius of the second goal. He goes around the keeper and he can't hit it near post because he won't, he won't get, so he goes back across the goal. So yeah, it goes let's behind. Let's defender run past it. Yeah. Is it Solancho, I think? He goes behind him. Yeah. And I thought to myself, that is, that's an elite finish in terms of the awareness. Because a lot of people will go near post there. In the adrenaline of the moment, go around the keeper, all you want to do is get it on target. And you so often see those ones cleared off the line. And he went back mm. behind the keeper. And my gut was almost to like, put it in the, the WhatsApp chat and be like, this is an elite finish in terms of the thinking, the anticipation, because the adrenaline as well of that game and all the crescendo of it. And what's fascinating about that game was I stopped paying attention at 2-1 when Madison mm. put them ahead because I was like, Madison has had obviously a bit of a journey to get back to goal scoring form. He's now back in it. And I thought, oh, that's a nice arc for him. And that is a great result for Leicester. And now it's almost like Leicester are back in a chasing pack. And mm-hmm. Spurs, for Spurs, what's nice about this win for them very quickly is that it, it's really validating Conte's approach. There's a lot of work he's got to do there. 
Um, and he knows that and there's money to be spent. But players like Skip, for example, who've come through under his tenure are just really, really picking up. So like, shout out to Spurs. Dude, He's Spurs really are fifth. Spurs are fifth and they've got three games in hand on West Ham who are a point above them. They've got a game in hand on Arsenal who are already a point behind them. Like, Conte. He's the football Conte whisperer. Man. He's the culture whisperer. The culture whisperer. A quick shout out for Harry Kane though because his first goal was like vintage Harry Kane. It was, yeah. He looked, he looked super sharp, I thought. Um, yeah, with both, off both feet as well. But just look at that. Bergwijn, 90 plus 5, 90 plus 7. Oh, you love to see it. Kiss. You love to see it. Not um, if you're a Leicester fan, but still. Yeah, obviously. But that's a yeah, great yeah. win for Spurs. A really, yeah, yeah. really good win for Spurs. A uh, good win for Manchester United and Brentford. And this, this, this felt like a cup game. Is that, just, is that just the effect of playing against Brentford at Brentford? They make everything feel like a Maybe. cup game. They make you work, man. They make you work. Their first half was really strong and they made United look they ravaged. They really broke, they broke United, they broke us with ease. But I got to say, Rangnick came through. That second half is as impressive. I've seen the United second half in a long time. Mm. The substitutions he made, taking off Ronaldo, bringing on Rashford. Um, but Tomine was very impressive throughout. Fred looked really good. Well, look, this is, this, you know, this, this is the Fred that we see for Brazil. There are two mm. Freds. There's a Freds for United, can often be frantic, has a lot of criticism. And the Fred for Brazil, dropping deep, making the play. Uh, Elanga with the great goal as well. Good win for Manchester United. And we included a piece in the, in the mail out about the Brighton-Chelsea game by Emmanuel Adeyemi Aberi for Between the Posts. Really, really good piece. Brighton-Chelsea drawing one, one all. Brighton winning the XG battle though. So. Always, yeah. Always. They might pop up in the second half of our of our podcast, I think, about potential forever homes for, for some Quite players. Quite a few players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dramatic winner for Spezia on Monday against Milan after we'd recorded. After Milan had had the ball in the net for potentially their own winner, but the referee had already blown for a foul on Ante Rebic. He got fouled as Milan put the ball in the net, but the but the ref had already blown instantly and gave them a free kick and then Zlatan hit the free kick, pushed over, Milan had a corner, Zlatan hit the bar from the corner, uh, from a header from the corner. And then Spezia broke in the sixth minute of stoppage time and won the game. It was completely wild. It was a terrible piece of refereeing, to be honest. I mean, just, it was literally like, Rebic got floored, but the ball broke and then it was literally like an assist. So it was a second. You just have to wait for a second to see where the ball goes. And um, denied Milan a win. It's awful. It's awful. It's a really bad result for Milan. Yeah. Um, Spezia playing Napoli, kingmaker. Yeah, Napoli beating Bologna on Monday as well. Let's talk about the German Cup quick because there was another... <laughs> I mean, St. Pauli beating Dortmund 2-1 and were thoroughly deserving the result. They by looked the way. brilliant. They, they looked brilliant. They looked absolutely brilliant, Pal- uh, St. Pauli. This season, they have been absolutely amazing. We referenced that piece that Seb Stafford-Bloor wrote about them for The Athletic, which is great. Timo Schultz is doing an amazing job. They're top of the Svita Bundesliga. They're probably going to come up. And I think this time, they look better prepared to stay in the division mm. if they do. They look legit. Um, their first goal was really well worked. You know, playing the ball around the back. A couple of lucky breaks, but then they broke. And yeah, thoroughly deserving of the win. It was a good week, it was a good week for the... Uh, for the Hamburg clubs because Hartsfau beat Köln on penalties. Oh, this was horrible. But also though, the penalty on 
So it went to extra time. It was 0-0 uh, after 90 minutes. Glatzel put Hartsfau ahead literally, what, a minute and a half into the extra time. And then Modest gets brought down right at the end of extra time. And it's soft. It's one of those, it's kind of like, yeah, this is probably a penalty, but it probably shouldn't be a penalty. Right. Do you know what I mean? So even, so even, it shouldn't even, so I suppose they were lucky even to get to the shootout. Yeah. I mean, realistically, it's a penalty. Spiritually, it's not a penalty. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Modest puts it away. And then the final kick of the penalty shootout, Florian Kainz has to score to to continue the shootout and he slips, kicks it against his other foot and it goes in. The ref obviously says it's not a valid penalty and he awards Harris Foul the win. I have to put my hands up here. I'm not sure how the law is applied in this setting because... I thought it was a retake, maybe. So if this happens in a normal, in 90 minutes or open, uh, open play, it's not really open play, is it? But you know what I mean? It's if, it, if this yeah. opens, if this happens, this happens in a game as opposed to game, not, yeah. not in a, yeah. It's an indirect free kick to the opposition. So therefore, I suppose if it's in a shootout, you can't give an indirect free kick to the opposition. So I was surprised it wasn't a retake or something. Yeah, but I don't think it's in the law. No legislation for it. Because I, I was looking through, I, was, I went back and reread the section on penalties, but I couldn't find anything about that specifically applied to a penalty shootout. It was only taken like within, within the game. Unless I missed a bit from penalty shootout. So if anyone is fully aware of the law there. Give us a shout. Kind of it's it's so of, rare. It's something that wasn't envisaged, maybe. It wasn't envisaged that it would happen in a shootout. Yeah, maybe. But um, anyway, full of drama. Loads yeah. of drama. Uh, on Wednesday's uh, German Cup games, Hanover hammered Gladbach 3 0. Ali Hutter is. Not long for this world. I don't know. They're man. in a strange, yeah, they're, they're in a strange they're, place, yeah, Gladbach. Uh, Union won the derby, 3-2 against Hertha. And Freiburg beat Hoffenheim, 4-1. Good result for Freiburg, that kind of stops that patchy run of form they've had since I wrote about them. On the Pokal, Karlsruhe, Haasfau, St. Pauli, Bochum, Hanover, RB Leipzig, Freiburg, Union, through to the quarterfinals. That is an incredible round, uh, round of clubs. The last time... Any one of these clubs won it was Hanover in 91, 92. Incredible. So 30 years nearly. Yeah, 30 years it would be, literally. This is a serious cup competition. It's amazing, it's man. Serious. The Pokal's yeah. amazing. Like, we, we bang on about the FA Cup and we love the FA Cup, but the Pokal in Germany is wild. It's, it's always amazing. It's always it good. Uh, in the Copa del Rey, Real Sociedad beat Atleti 2-0 Atleti to knock Atleti bad. out. Dreadful. Atleti looked dreadful. Really, really, I mean, I don't good. want to take anything away from Real Sociedad, but, but I mean, Atleti did hit the post after Real Sociedad hit the post early on. Yanezai hit the post and then uh, Correa hit the post. The absence of intensity. Mm, I mean, this is a, I saw Lee Roden saying, can you remember a, a, a title winner collapsing so soon after in maybe Valencia way back? We thought their league title was a bit of a catfish, didn't we? We've talked about this with Atleti. Well, it's that, that, that tweet that I got loads of mileage out that I just kept retweeting every week was that nobody wants, I don't think anyone wants to win La Liga. Yeah, it yeah. Was, it was very much like a, it was like watching a long marathon-esque assault course with people, everyone was so knackered that literally someone was just crawling over the line. 
It wasn't. It was like, like a, watching. It was. Like, it was like watching like Gabriel Selassie in the ten thousand, almost lapping the guy in second place, then getting cramp and having to crawl over the yeah. line. It was. It was like that because Atleti were they, they were on they were on course for like what a hundred points at one point. So, but how many more podcasts can we devote to? Oh, like Atleti are making that transition from being like a possession pace reactive team to like it's just at a certain point you're wondering does Simeone need like. Just a really, like, you know, like when Ferguson, so Alex Ferguson brought in Carlos Queiroz in the mm-hmm. early 2000s because he's like, I need a second pair of eyes on this. There's stuff I'm missing out. And then it, like when Ferguson got someone else in, when he got in Queiroz, because what was happening was Madrid were obviously just drilling us in the Champions League. Is like, we need something more reactive. We need some ideas about shape and conservatism and all the rest of it and just structure. And he brought in Queiroz and it had a difference over time. And help lay the foundations for the next Champions League win. I wonder if he needs like a number two to come in who can be like, this is how we're going to attack. Does that mm. make sense? Because I just wonder if, because I'm not, I'm not going so dramatic as to say like, no, Simeone out. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is maybe he needs someone in that room to be like, oh, and we do this and we do this and we do this to help him manage that transitional variety of faces. But I, th- I think a really good number two could change things for them. Yeah, I mean, is Nelson Vivas the assistant manager that Simeone really needs at the moment? <laughs> I'm not entirely sure. Do, do, do you see what I'm saying? Exactly. Like it's too many, it's piece okay. of a pod, isn't it? It's piece of a pod. Yeah. I just want to see some new yeah. ideas there, you know? Do you know who would be a lovely shout is a Mascherano. God, I love that. I love that. But someone like Mascherano in assistant role with someone like Simeone, obviously because you've got the Argentinian connection there but someone who played in- In a variety of a teams. Yeah, in, but in a dynastic side, arguably the greatest club side of all time, European club side of all time, put it that way. Mm. Um, played under a different, a load of different managers, won a hell of a lot. Mm. But also has that bite, you know, Mascherano's yes. my pushover. Oh, Jesus. So- yeah, Not at all, not at all. Because loads of people have said that he's going to make an, an amazing coach. Right. And- um, Someone, I there you go. We started our matchmaking early. I put Mascherano there we in go. as a, as a oh, assistant. That's exciting. I mean, um, I'm genuinely excited by that, though. Yeah, me too. I'd love to that. see that. I'd love to see that. But to be honest, I think they are that we've kind of we've mentioned it a couple of times, but there are serious questions to start being asked of Simeone here. Not necessarily his qualities as a manager, because I think he's great, but like Hector was talking about on Writers House the other day, sometimes the cycle just ends and you need something else. And when you're the highest paid manager in world football, you need to be putting in more consistent performances. The thing about Atleti, which I think is is a struggle, is that we kind of know that they're not, that they are trying to shift out of this, this previous incarnation. Mm. I don't think it's clear what they want to become. Right, exactly. That's tricky. That's right. really tricky. Right. Uh, very, very quickly, the Women's League Cup. Ooh, was upset. Arsenal lost at home to Manchester United. Manchester City beat Bristol City 3-1. Uh, Spurs beat Liverpool 1-0. And Chelsea beat West Ham 4-2. Pinilla Harder with a hat-trick. I know. Goodness. Another cup competition, Spanish Super Cup. Uh, semi-final, just very quickly, want to throw that Real Madrid-Barcelona. Uh, and that was a hell of a game, actually. Uh, Barcelona were... Yeah, the women's, yeah. Yeah, Barcelona very, very strong. Um, just missing the finishing touch. Uh, Mis Rodriguez in goal was outstanding. And who else but Patelas with the last minute winner. Like, I think two minutes into injury time. Um, mm. 
that was a hell of a game. Uh, well worth checking out the highlights in that if you don't have a moment. Um, really enjoyed that. Also, Afcon. Uh, the right South oh. group was an absolute carnage of the day because of the, oh, the Ghanaian God. contingent were getting cooked in the WhatsApp group. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> cooked. Oh. oh my God. I hadn't checked the group for an hour. Do you remember? And I came back to post yeah. the screenshot of the Brighton Chelsea stats just with the Brighton's XG circled. And I was just like, yeah. what the hell has happened here? It was like that, it was like that scene in community when, uh, yeah, Donald, Donald Glover's because fucking everything's on fire and I was just like what the fuck like I felt so silly dropping in a Graham Potter XG joke after an hour of Ghana into Nigeria into South Africa into slander amongst no, all but of the right contingent and the Ugandan in there as well I forgot about you do you know I'm glad you put that in there because that was like do you know what I'm Madras curry that was like a bowl of yogurt you just came with something to soothe everyone can I say this as well one very quick thing on the AFCON um, obviously Ghana knocked out one fascinating feature of, of one fascinating feature of, of Ghana being knocked out of Afcon, which I would love to see a documentary on a mini documentary, is Michael Essien's presence on Twitter Spaces because he would just go and sit in the Twitter Spaces in the last couple of games, and just listen, and people would talk. He would just be there. Everyone, like Michael Essien's in the chat. He'd just be there listening to like regular people lament like you know Ghana's failings, and I was like, is he punishing himself? Like what's? But he would never talk. And I would love to read some essay or just hear a deep dive into like what he was actually thinking. If I ever get to speak to him, I'd be like, if there's any ever chance I ever encounter him in football, I'd be like, oh, like, so what were you actually thinking in the chat when you said that? What were you doing? Were you just absorbing the negativity? Were you like, just were you trying to feel something? What was it? Because he was just there like for the last three nights of the tournament. Um, but yeah, great win for Nigeria over Guinea-Bissau 2-0. Yeah. Uh, they go through top of the group. Um, three wins out of three. And I got to say with AFCON, like we said, it's such it, a cliche, such it. a cliche with tournaments, just get out of the group. But I think that some of these, um, some of these clubs, some of these teams, they got bloody noses. Like yeah, there was a sure. lot of talk. There was a lot of talk very quickly. There's a lot of talk and I'll brush, I'll, I'll get on quickly from this, but Gara and Comoros, right? What is lost in this conversation is that Comoros were really good. Like that's it. What they, did Carl say on Wright's house? Anyone can get it. Anyone can get it. Anyone does <laughs> get, can it. get it. Yes. Yeah. The um, we need to read this out just in case anyone missed it because Jeanette Quache put this in the group. One of the righties house Ghanaian contingent. Exactly from the Ministry of Youth and Sports. Uh, literally a signed letter by the Minister for Youth and Sports in Ghana, uh, Mustafa Youssef. Statement on the performance of the Black Stars in the Afcon 2021. Listen to this. The entire country ex- is extremely disappointed by the abysmal performance and early exit of the Black Stars from the ongoing 2021 African Cup of Nations in Cameroon and the Ministry of Youth and Sports shares in the nation's sentiment. With the government providing the team all the needed logistical and financial support, including resources, for preparation and participation in the qualifier stage to the tournament and eventually a pre-tournament camping in Qatar, the ministry is particularly disappointed with the team's performance. The ministry has summoned the Ghana Football Association leadership to an emergency meeting scheduled for Friday the 21st of January to urgently discuss and take decisions aimed at salvaging the performance of the Black Stars, especially in the next set of games. The Ministry of Youth and Sports is committed to taking urgent steps to ensure that the Black Stars is restored to its status as a symbol of national pride for all Ghanaians and a powerhouse of African football. (laughs) 
Holy shit. Holy shit. You have brought shame upon the family. That is the most, that is terrifying. Poor team. My God. That poor team. The entire country. That's the kind of thing where you go out in public wearing a disguise, like a fake beard or something. Musa, you know what though? What's that? Kits are nice. The kits are very nice. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not Ghanaian, but I can relate. Can I tell you what? The kits, the Camoros kits, they were nice. Yeah, man. They're beautiful. Actually, shout out to the Afghan kits in general. The Nigeria one is also spicy, man. Oh, Afghan kits are always amazing. Uh, We're waiting for the last, um, the last round of games. We're recording this ahead of Thursday's games and then we'll have the round of 16 on lock. So we'll talk about that. On Stadio on Monday and Wright's House next week. Any other games you want to touch on while we're here? Have we forgotten some? We've probably forgotten some. I think we're good. There's plenty there. Plenty there to get tucked into. Yeah, yeah. All right. Let's get into um, our football matchmaking service uh, for this. Let's do it. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25000 miles on, I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, Tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. All right, man. So this came about from a little conversation we had. We were on the we were on our ringer call this week, and you and I were talking about it. And we've thrown out a couple of suggestions before about where players should go. Yeah. We were talking about, oh, wouldn't it be good if like this team needs this kind of player and this player's not getting any minutes, they should definitely move. And we thought, actually, why don't we do that as an episode? Because that's quite fun. We threw this out to people for suggestions as well, by the way. Like, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. Who, which players do you think need more game time and should probably move? And we'll try and find the home for them. <laughs> Going to come straight in with an absolute fucking Scorcher. nuclear one. <laughs> Ollie Glanville, Stadio's unofficial Chelsea ambassador. <laughs> well, I suppose Mayora should be now. Mayora should be. He should yeah. be. Lord, assistant, Lord Quadri. Assistant. Lord Quadri Deputy, of Chelsea. Deputy ambassador, <laughs> Ollie Glanville. Controversial one. 
I can't believe he said this. Timo Werner. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Wow. Timo Werner. Wow. Okay. So let's think. So you put him alongside an absolutely brutal finisher, right? Because what he does is he tears holes in the outer layer and then the strikers just come in and deliver, right? And he gives dynamism. He gives instant dynamism to a forward line. You could put him somewhere like Atleti, weirdly enough, because he might tear holes for someone like a Joao Felix. Yeah, they're too stacked though. They don't need anyone else up front. Yeah. Oh, but in terms of, t- oh, so in terms of clubs that have got space for someone like a Timo Werner. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, cause there's no, he's got a fit. He's got to go and play minutes. Yeah. Okay. The um, oh, there's no, God. you know, like for example, otherwise I could say like, oh, Aaron Ramsey should go to fucking Man City. Not <laughs> play, but you know, why not? Back to Leipzig. I don't think that's a wild shout, you know. I know no, it's I don't not, think it's that's not, a wild shout. I, I know, I'm, I'm, like, I'm only half joking, like back to Leipzig. Him and Kunku, I, don't, I really don't think that's a wild shout. Him and Kunku could do something special there, I think. Really, really could, because Nkunku's firing, but needs a little bit of help. And with Tedesco there, and they've got a bit of a bounce, and Kunku back to Leipzig could be a nice, nice package. I'd like to see it. One idea that I had, but I'm not sure if it would work with the system they play, but I, I thought Sevilla might be a shout because a couple of times this season, they've just like, they've lacked a little bit of thrust and creativity. The, the tricky thing with Timo Werner is that what he has become at Chelsea is very different to what he was at Leipzig in a way. Mm. I think, for example, if him and like Rafa Mir were going to play as a two, I think that'd be quite interesting with like someone like Papa Gomez off, but then you've got Lucas Acampos playing and, and yeah exactly so I wonder whether he's going to get the space the other option yeah. that I thought was in the Premier League was Brighton and the reason I say Brighton is because well I'm, I'm, I'm conflicted on the Brighton thing because I think they need someone to just to put the ball in the back of the net yeah, see, I don't, I and think I he's wonder whether like, he's that guy still now but I do wonder Sebast- whether maybe it's someone like Brighton Sebastian, well, we mentioned Sebastian Haller at Brighton, didn't we? On the, on I think it's Haller. I think Werner's but a Haller's Serie A. Haller's getting a so he doesn't need to move. I think Werner's a Serie A shout. You think? I think, he can, I think he's suited to Serie A. With those higher lines now, he would just tear them open. He would tear them open. The only question again is fit because those, the problem is the type of teams in Serie A, and this is Werner's problem, the type of clubs where he go to Serie A make a difference, they're quite stacked. I think maybe, weirdly enough, here's a shout, AC Milan. Because how much more, how much more does Latan have in the tank, right? This is no disrespect, but maybe another year is Latan. So if he goes to like Milan now, and then they reconfigure that front line, Timo Werner at AC Milan will end up scoring a stack load because here's the thing about Milan, they can, they've got multiple players that can finish, right? So mm-hmm. if he goes to a club where you don't need one goal scorer to get 20, but you've got like Rafael Liao, you've got Teo Hernandez, you've got... Um, Tonali, Kessier chipping in with goals, Werner basically becomes a complete chaos agent and just tears open all the gaps for like multiple Milan players to finish. Bram Diaz. In fact, if you look at Milan, you could argue they've got as good finishers as a team, right? Like throughout the team than anyone. Like if even their fullbacks are like really attacking and like getting your goal here and there. So Timo Werner to AC Milan actually. Would he play though? Yes. Yeah, he'd get minutes over time because look at, Look at that squad, right? I think that he offers something like unique. I've always thought that like, if Timo Werner was a volume goal scorer, if, if, if Timo Werner like 
basically had the finishing touch of, let's say, 70% of a top striker, like 70% of like a Lewandowski, he'd be like unreal. He'd be, he'd, be like, he'd be like a Griezmann, right? He's basically like, he'd be like a Griezmann. And I think that within AC Milan's configuration, I think that the, the attack might end up reconfiguring itself around him, not because he'd be the main striker, because the gaps he would create and exploit would allow everyone else to just feed off him. Timo Werner to AC Milan, I would say. That's my primary shout. I mean, it never happened in a million years, but do you know what would actually be, make a lot of sense in the Premier League, in terms of a Premier League destination, is Spurs, I think. Oh my goodness. What's on either side, him and um, Son either side of Kane? Yeah, or him as, a, as in a two with Kane. Because if you see, think I, like I, what... I, like because of, the, because of the three that, that, I mean, against Leicester, they kind of played this like mm. three, five, two kind of thing. More mm. up there with, with Kane. I think he's a really good option to have instead of, or in addition to Mora and Son. But again, I wonder whether the, I mean, well, first of all, Chelsea are never going to sanction that move in a million years. No. Second of all, I'm not sure if it's guaranteed minutes. And that's the thing I'm trying to think is like guaranteed Guaran- minutes. Guaranteed right? minutes. Okay. Yeah, but that's the tough thing. You know I mean? it, guaranteed it's minutes. tough for someone like Werner at the moment, I think, because yeah. I think he's so much of what he, that's why I think actually Leipzig isn't a bad shout. Mm. Going back to Leipzig, because there are a few places that <laughs> are really crying out for a hardworking, not massively high volume goal scorer, mm. goal scoring striker. I think Milan's not a bad shout. I just think they're too stacked up top and I wonder whether he'd even get in. So I think if he's available tomorrow for Milan, it depends what you think they need, but if he's available tomorrow for Milan, I think he makes himself a fixture pretty fast. You think? But he, he, yeah, I think so. But anyway, that's, a, oh, that's, that's fun. I, I'm, en- I'm, enjo- I'm enjoying this. This is spicy. I'm enjoying this. I mean, the great thing about it is that none of this is fact and therefore no one could come after us. <laughs> Hasn't stopped them before. Before we go into it, other stuff, Neef, Enifiak, Ekpudum, yeah, shout out to Neef, one of the great writers. Neef says, all young players are welcome at Southampton. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I did say that. I was like, it's like the collector in Marvel, isn't he? Like, it says, hey, team, all of, young team of Southampton, you know. Oh. Played under Ralph at Leipzig. That's serious. That's and actually that's not a serious, bad shout. That's a serious piece as well. That's an, that's an upgrade. That's an upgrade. Oh my God. I think that's my favourite, actually. Bernard Southampton. That. I love that. Ralph you know should just go well? get all of the old gang back together, like go and, go and get and like you know, Forsberg and, and all you know, of this. Do you, know, do you know what's funny actually about Southampton? Do you know what's funny? He would be absolutely lethal there. I can imagine, there are some clubs, you know, it's like, you know, like Calvert-Lewin when like he got Angelotti there and he felt anointed. Mm. When, when strikers feel anointed at certain clubs, they just go into a different level. I think that well, Werner, that's my thinking about, that's my thinking about Werner, like somewhere I think maybe Sevilla is too high profile and I think AC Milan is too high profile. The, re- the reason I was thinking about someone like Brighton or Southampton now is that I think he would really thrive at somewhere where he, let's just say like the pressure to perform every single week isn't going to get you booed. There aren't as many memes, not as much chatter yeah. and all this stuff. And you just go yeah. and like, you, then, then it's a good chance to take stock and be like, you know what? I've got a Champions League medal yeah. and they don't, they don't win that without me. And it kind of is, is a chance to return to yourself. God, Werner at Southampton. See, that's funny. That's, it's so weird because I can imagine him scoring an absolute bucket load against big teams if he goes there. Mm. 
Because if you look at the Leipzig thing and like that whole Leipzig, Leipzig obviously had a lot of money behind them, but fundamentally at some level, they were still kind of, as a team, they were kind of like the, the upstarts, right? Yeah. And his whole thing, he's always flourished as a kind of like folk hero striker. Southampton, I think he'd absolutely lace it up. I love that. I okay. agree. Werner to Southampton, that's it. That's our first order of business. <laughs> uh, let's do this one. So Coco Shante, uh, Frankie at Sports Yellow, and I think a few more people said it, so apologies if we missed them, but Eden Hazard. Ooh. It's a tough one with Eden Hazard because it's the speed, Ryan. Mm. And also a lot of this is, de- is going to be dependent on wages. If he's prepared to take a pay cut, it opens up a load of options for or, him. Or, 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 if Madrid were going to pay a fraction of his loan, let, let, let's, let's be hypothetical and say, let's say that Madrid pay a percentage of his... Oh, actually, say, do we need to specify the kind of transfer? So in the, in the Southampton one, I'm going to say Timo Werner on loan at Southampton until the end of the season. Hazard with an to option to buy. Yeah, Hazard to Marseille. Oh, that's interesting you've gone France because I was going to say Nice. Oh, under Gautier. Yeah, because I think Nice could do, I was going to say Nice could do with another piece, but I think that... <laughs> say it, say it, say it, say it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but I got to reset it. I just have a feeling that having an option like Hazard at Nice, I think Gautier could really use someone like that who's kind of been there and done it. Stretches the pitch for him. But also the thing is that they're not completely reliant on him. Like Nice is second in the league. They've proved right. already that they have a system that is working. But having someone like, you know, I would have said gone back to Lille, but I think with Lille getting Ben Arf, it's uh, been, it's been, yeah, you don't need, yeah. And I don't think that, that will really work. I think Galtier at Nice is a really interesting proposition because Nice are, I think, I really think they're building something. And it yeah. revitalizes him as well, doesn't it? It rejuvenates yeah. him. And, he's gonna, Whereas, and, he can get, and he can get Champions League football somewhere that isn't Real Madrid, you know, somewhere like where the pressure is gigantic. Now, I'm not saying that Nice are like a, sm- a small-time club or anything, but the amount of eyes that are on Nice on a week-to-week basis are very different to the amount of eyes that are going to be on Real, Madrid, uh, on Real Madrid on a week-to-week basis. But if you can still get a title push-ish, because I know they're miles behind PSG, and champions, I mean, they're going to prob- they're they're qualify for the Champions League. Also, this thing is, this is, this is an element of the Werner thing, the folk hero thing. Eden Hazard has got big outlaw energy. Mm. You look at his biggest achievements, not that he doesn't love the stage of Madrid, he does love it, but his huge achievements, Lille, Chelsea, he basically like usurped the existing order, right? Mm. Like he changed the molecular structure of Liga and then the Premier League. Like he completely changed it at a molecular level. He went back to like Liga. It's all the right things. It's the challenge. I mean, I said Marseille because of his kind of, he's a revered figure. And it would chance him to be a kind of like upstart on the South Coast, usurp PSG, but Marseille don't have the pieces at this point. They're, they're in but kind also of- Also Pae is kind of in his spot. And yeah, and they also like don't have the shape. I mean, that would be- guy it, there. It would be super fun, but it wouldn't necessarily be the most productive output. I think, yeah, Hazard at Nice, it, it could be like that, that final, the final piece. And you got the Lille connection with Gautier. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. Hazard was part of that Lille side that last won the league before Galtier. Yeah. So there's a nice, I don't know, there's just a nice little symmetry there. I'm going to say Hazard to Nice on loan until the end of the season with an option I'd, to buy. I'd love to see that. Would you like another one, Musa Gwanga? Yes, please, please keep them coming. I'm really enjoying this. I'm going to do 
a Manchester United one for you. Hmm. Anthony Martial. Whoa, 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 whoa. Now here's your Brighton shout. My only concern is, does he become ruthless if he goes there? Yeah, I agree. I don't think he's... I, 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 unfortunately, I think you end up with a... I think you end up with a Danny Welbeck situation. I don't think he becomes a Glenn Murray. Like, I think you need a volume goal scorer. You need someone to be absolutely ruthless. This is the thing. If, he do, if it's not the profile of striker that Brighton need is, as we said before in the chat, we're having Sebastian Aller. I think he's the guy that gets the goals of Brighton. Um, Martial is someone who, again, his, the problem he has is, again, how many spots are there across Europe for a game-breaking striker who isn't at this point, who isn't quite yet a volume goal scorer? I mean, if you're not going to talk about France, for example, because Marseille is the shout there, I think, actually, from Marseille. That, 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 yeah, that is, yeah. I think I would go Napoli. I think Napoli need another goal threat. I think, for example, he could be integrated at Napoli quite easily, but I think he could also start coming off the bench. And I mean, Napoli aren't, they're not, they're not goal shy, mm. but if you think, Inter have scored 51 goals, Milan have scored 47 goals, Atalanta have scored 44 goals, Fiorentina have scored 40 goals, Lazio has scored 46. Hellas Verona have scored 41. And they're 10th. Napoli has scored 39. It's not enough. For the attacking pieces Napoli have, that's not enough. And if you think when they were going for those title pushes, they were really, really banging in the goals. Mm. My only concern is, again, is he prolific enough? Which clubs are starved of... Oh my God, there I go again. Look, you know, you know, you know who'd actually make him into an absolute thermonuclear threat I think weird enough I think Tuchel would do really well with him actually but they just have I, so many pieces though not, no no no, 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 no but that's the, the, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of the type of, do you know what I mentioned that? I'm, I'm thinking of because I'm, I'm doing first principles and working back I'm thinking you would an established finisher who is slightly short of service and a link up right who needs someone to break the game up alongside him so that he can then plunder so who are the, un- so I'm almost starting and working back. So you could say that someone like Ossiman for Napoli, certainly. Because um, Mertens, I mean, Mertens played up top in the week. Right. And that's not enough. Like Ossiman's just come back. He's come up from injuries training again, but it's not, it's not there yet. I mean, Mertens is amazing, by the way, but like, he, he is, but, nine, I don't but, but want yeah, to. Who, who, who does he play? Who does Martial play off? Do you know who's a shout? Premier League. Goal shy. Options to play off. Le- no. Wolves. Holy shit. Martial, Adamatore, Jimenez. And that's a piece that... I don't hate it. I don't, I, I don't, but I, they're also... Martial has never quite kicked on from... I think the problem is, the problem is in my mind, I've still got this obsession with Martial as being this like sort of dead-eyed finisher which is what he was, but that's not who he is at this point. And there's so much, if, if I, there are so many things that he has to get right. I wonder if a spell in like the Bundesliga, for example, where the lines are higher, where he can get in behind and where he'll have a volume of chances. That's another Leipzig shout, for example. I actually wouldn't say Leipzig there. I think if you look at, um, you know, that chance that Torgan Hazard had against St. Pauli in the week, Mm. I think Martial scores that. You think? Also, oh my God. I've also seen Mar- I've also seen Martial like have those saved. Do you but know I what? Think if you th- if, I he's think more dangerous than Daniel Marlon. 
Yeah, and also... He's an um, upgrade on Marlon. He's Makoko's an upgrade on Marlon. Makoko's been getting brought on at such a young age to either save games or when games are dead. Lewis Ambrose wrote a good thing about this on Twitter. Bringing in someone like Martial and loaning out Makoko to a side to get more minutes, he could actually be someone on there. Like Makoko could be a, a player who... He needs minutes and I think he needs them away from pressure because too many times in his very, very young Dortmund career, he's been brought on to either salvage games or just in dead time. I think Martial at Dortmund would be a really, really good shout. And I think it would allow Dortmund to then loan out Makoku somewhere so that he could get minutes for the future. And I think that that probably suits everyone. Galaxy brain. If mm. Haaland goes, you don't let Makoko go on loan. Get an answer from Haaland in the next couple of months, next, next, few, month, next few weeks about his destination. If, if he goes in the summer, I think you can build an attack around Martial and keep Makoko at the club. I'd rather have him there. I'm talking about now though, like for the rest yeah. of the season. Okay, next, okay, rest of the season. Well, so what, loan out Makoko for a few months mm. and then get him back in the summer. I yeah. like that. I like that a lot because I, I like Daniel Marlin a lot. I think that actually Martial is not a bad finisher. Martial is a, a finisher who's temporarily lost his finishing touch. Mm. And I think at someone like Dortmund, that man would tear regular holes in defences. I think he'd have a really good time as well. I think he would. I think he'd have a high volume of chances. Yeah. Okay. Marshall to Dortmund. That is a shout. Let's do another Man United one. Let's do it. Throwing the Man United ones at you. Jesse Lingard. I mean, he's, he can go for free in the summer, right? Where does Jesse Lingard get regular games right now? Leeds. Because, of course, with their squad challenges and the way they're set up, that man would score goals as well. Lingard think, gets you I goals. Think, Lingard would gets love him. Mate, Leeds would love him. Like his energy, his energy, like his whole, yeah. Do you think he'll end up going back to West Ham though? No, I think the ship has sailed. You think? I don't know why I've got, I don't know why, I don't know why. I don't, maybe, I just don't, maybe I'm saying it because I don't want, you know what it is? I don't want to tempt myself with the happiness. I do want it to happen, but I'm, I'm afraid that if I ship it, because I so rarely get what I want in football. I'm afraid that if I say my true desire, which is him to return, that I won't get it. So I'll say no. Uh, I can That's see it just, working. That is, that is what you prefer. You I'd would love prefer him to, to go to West Ham. I'd love him to go to West Ham in the summer. Mm. For now, I think Leeds is great because they can do with a player like him and they don't need like a volume. It's not like a Brighton where it's so clear that what they need is an absolute dead-eyed finisher mm. and that puts pressure on him. I mean, to be honest, if I was Brighton, I'd go in for a bit with Lewandowski, seeing as he's running his contract down. <laughs> Can you imagine it's if true. fucking Lewandowski turned up? <laughs> All of a sudden, Graham Potter is winning games 9-0 on an XG of like 0.21. <laughs> I did have a moment this morning when I was preparing for the podcast, I thought to myself mischievously, Lewandowski at Brighton, just because he's like, oh, you know, actually... um. You're out of control. We had a look around the town and my, 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 my wife just loved it. And she just thought, you know what? These are just good people. And we went for the, you know, went for the fish and chips on the pier. And I just thought, well, why not? You know? Where are the sirens there now? Where are the sirens? Stop, Come get him. Come stop, get your boy. Stop, hey, stop the mountains to the seaside. Pull it's eye. Listen. Pull it's eye. <laughs> They'll never take me alive. <laughs> <laughs> Lewandowski to Brighton. There's your hot take. Imagine right. it. Fall in love with it. <laughs> Let's finish on this one. Go for it. Stokesy 84, Gareth Bale. Oh, by the way. Who's paying his like wages? I mentioned the other day, Danny Ceballos, still at Real Madrid. <laughs> he, should he should go back to Betis. Although they, I don't think he's very popular at Betis anymore. Quite, the only problem with Bale is it's the wages, right? Yeah, but he's going to have to take a pay cut. Sorry. 
Them's the how rules. Big, how big a pay cut? I don't know. Ask him. Because Bale, 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 I'm not his agent. You know that Bale at Brighton tears things up. No, no that's silly. Sorry, I love you, but that's silly. Bale at Brighton. Uh, we saw Bale at Spurs. That did not work. And he looked really should have worked though. Yeah, but it didn't. And I'm confused. I mean, does it work? Uh, here's the thing, though. Does Bale see Bale under Conte works at Spurs? Ooh, Bale under attention. Conte. See, that does work actually. Because we know now, we, we said at the time, it's the energy of that club. Like Mourinho, just the ability to demotivate people is, is spectacular. Bale worked, but he can't go back there now because they've tried to come back and everyone would just be, it would be, you know, it'd be like Bale going back to Spurs now, it'd be like Rafa at Everton, the kind of energy of this, because it would be doing, too many people, it'd be too divisive from the beginning, I think. And I fear that. Bale back in the Premier League. I have one. No. No, 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 don't. I'm not going to, I'm not going to say it because you know what I want to you know, for once, for once in my life, I want a quiet week. I'm not dropping the bail. No, I'm not saying it. You say it. You say it. What's your hot take? I think it would fit. It's Man United. Jesus, Ryan. Jesus Christ. Do you understand? We saw Ronaldo get subbed off. I, I didn't want to say it, but we saw Ronaldo get subbed off for Marcus Rashford. Okay. And we saw how angry that made him. He was like, how am I coming off at this point of the game against Brentford? We saw how unhappy it made Ronaldo <laughs> when Gareth Bale wasn't there, winning Champions Leagues <laughs> off the bench. We saw it. We saw this man tearing his shirt off. You really think you can bring that energy into Old Trafford? I'm sorry, I hadn't even considered that, but now it's a no-brainer. It's energy. a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. No, that, that is too chaotic. Don't say you'd like to see it. I'd love I to would see love it. to see it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, for, seriously, from a footballing point of view, I think the Manchester United don't really have the players to play. They kind of need carriers more than they need passers. Mm. As a short-term signing, I think alone until the end of the season, I think you could do a lot worse than Gareth Bale. He will dig them out of trouble on a number of occasions. And yeah, there may be some friction with the Ronaldo thing, but to be honest, if you're someone at Man United, like, <laughs> fuck it. Fuck <laughs> it. Like, he's an experienced guy. He's won it all at club level. You can do a lot worse than sign someone like Gareth Bale on loan until the end of the season. I think permanently, it doesn't really make sense unless you get him on a free and you can structure some kind of deal. I think paying a big fee for Gareth Bale is just not something that Manchester United should be doing. But I think this is the thing at the moment. I think that what you've got, the reason that we had this conversation initially is that you've got this kind of bottleneck of clubs. We were talking yes. to Jonathan Lewis about it when he did that um, Mbappe piece. You've got a bottleneck of clubs or players at clubs that are kind of like, everyone's just kind of stuck. Yes. I think at the moment that until this wave of um, contracts expire from these players that are on mega money. Yes. I wouldn't be surprised to see a load of short-term loans between fairly big clubs, kind of in the way that like um, NBA teams sign players on 10, 14-day contracts like for playoff runs because they're just kind of sat there and it's a World Cup year. And if Manchester United had Gareth Bale in the squad, that makes them better. It does. And, they want, it and does. They, that's, there's no argument about that. I'm not saying he's going to be a starter and, and bang in 30 goals for the rest of the season or anything like that. But In that system, he's great. Manchester, yeah, Manchester, yeah. If you look at where Manchester United are at, at the moment, they're not going to win a league. 
it's absolutely imperative that they qualify for the Champions League. Yes. Because I don't think they're going to win it, are they? They're not going to win the Champions League. If you bring in, here's the thing. If you bring in Bale and Pogba comes back from injury and you start playing a 43-1, that's very, very dangerous. To be honest, honest with you, actually, a fully fit Pogba coming back into the United system now, right? Mm Mm-hmm with all that competition that's in the squad ahead of him. So Pogba comes back with the motivation as well. They're also, this United team under Rangnick, if they play more like they did in the second half against Brentford, they're a very good dark horse shout for the Champions League, in my opinion, because it's basically like two legs and they've got nothing else to play for really. They're not going to win the league. The Champions League is going to be a bit of a fight for them. So the only way of qualifying for Champions League again is to win the whole thing. United Mm -hmm. are, they're a wounded lion at this point. I love Bale to United as a tactical fit, but as a personnel fit, it's the only reason it doesn't work. I love it as a tactical fit. I think it's great. I think it is the next evolution of what Rangnick does. And I think the biggest compliment to Gareth Bale is that like the striker that most flourishes in a Rangnick system going forward will be one with Bale's kind of characteristics. Like I'm really excited to see what Rangnick does with Rashford. Like, over time. I think that that's And you need great... to take the heat off Sancho a little bit because they're not really playing to his strengths so there's just no yeah. point. How Manchester United is set up at the moment or the, the pieces that they have I suppose Bale mm. way more. The question is does get, is, is Bale desperate for game time at this point in the last few I mean, months? He's, maybe he's just loving playing all this golf. Because, because here's my thing because Bale's, Bale's a funny one because Bale, Bale does turn up fully fit for tournaments, right? So his yeah. conditioning is really good. Bale, I think it's up. Bale's like, I'm a pro. He's based like a sort of pro boxer at this point. He trains. You don't see him in public but he's ready for the fights. So Bale's getting himself conditioned, playing his golf and chilling. And I think he's just kind of tuned out from, I think at this level, not, not judging him, I think he's almost tuned out from club football because his experiences at Real have been so weird and chaotic. Like I don't, one, at one point we'll do a Gareth Bale podcast or a pod, maybe not a podcast on him, but a podcast on players who should be absolutely beloved given their track records, but weirdly aren't. Mm. And Bale, I mean, I, yeah. Anyway, that's another another story. Another story. Also, any just to just to give alternative options. Literally, anyone we said could go to Newcastle. <laughs> literally, that's, awesome. that's very true. That's very true. It's like literally yeah. anyone. So there you go. Uh, we should wrap there. We've been going on for ages, but uh, that was quite fun. I enjoyed that. I loved that. Do you know what? I, I really feel like some of those moves are. No, actually, I look at all of them. All those suggestions. I feel like they've got mileage in them, but they're all sensible. They're all names that should come up in a conversation. I would say, those clubs. Any dissenting voices will be ignored. It's just make-believe. <laughs> right, let's get out of here. Let's do it. Let's do it. Hope everyone stays safe and well. Getting vaccinated if you can, getting the booster if you can. Yes, yes. Don't forget to check all of the other podcasts that were out on Ring RC this week and check the ringer.com forward slash soccer and Stadio Outros playlist on Spotify. Speaking of which, we're playing out on Soul Invaders. Give me your love today. We included this in the mail out. Um, Musa, anything to add? Nothing further. Nothing further. Lovely. Once again, once again no hot takes, nothing wild. Yep, yep. Safe travels. Don't forget to take your pop shield. Indeed. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? <laughs> <laughs> All good. See, look. <laughs> <laughs> I want a picture of it in your suitcase before you go, please. I'll not forget it this time. Don't not that I'm a control freak. But, uh... <laughs> All right, everyone. Have a lovely weekend. Uh, much love. We'll be back on Monday. Take care.
episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. When I went on my last holiday to Cape Town, it was amazing. My friends were there, the weather was phenomenal, and most importantly, the food was fantastic. But one thing I struggled with was finding the right places to stay. You know, all I want is a great bed, a fantastic shower, and breakfast that doesn't end at 8 a.m. I'm on holiday, I'm still sleeping. I also like ease, and the Hotels.com app easily helps me to find a perfect hotel for every trip. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly getaway or a relaxing spa weekend, on the Hotels.com app, you can compare up to five hotels side-by-side. Now, why would you want to do that? So you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings. And best of all, you don't have to switch back and forth between options. See? Ease. So, start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.